In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning, family. I think as Catholics, we are missing something. We are missing something very, very important. And that is to study. We're missing something very important. We need, my brothers and sisters, to study the Bible. We need to know the Bible. You know, I begin to start thinking about Scripture and we begin to start thinking about the Bible when, when one of our Christian Protestant brothers and sisters comes up to us and says, Hey, did you know that in the Bible, in Romans, it says that all have sinned? You know, all have sinned and has, have fallen short of the grace of God. So Mary is one of those all, and she's fallen short of the grace of God, and she has sinned. The Bible says so. And then you look at your friend, and you look at and you're like, um, I don't really know. Like, today, more than ever, I really truly think that the church is moving. The church is really truly moving into a beautiful place, especially our church as, as a Chaldean church. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but in, in other churches, it's not like this, okay? So something beautiful is happening in our Chaldean churches. So my challenge for us is, yes, we've got our devotions down, we've got our piety down, we've got our rosaries down, but we need to study the scriptures. Because today's gospel is so filled with the Old Testament. It's filled with the Old Testament. I mean, almost every single line has, has some sort of connection with something in the Old Testament. It's a fulfillment of something in the Old Testament. And in order for us to defend our mother, we have to know the Old Testament. I mean, I, I mean can you imagine if somebody walked up to you and insulted your mother? How would you feel? Honestly. If somebody just started saying all these like things, these false things about your mother, how would you feel? You'd be pretty frustrated, right? You'd be hurt. Today, I want to instill that in us. That, that we are children of Mary, and we have to defend her. I think that Mary, being our mother, is waiting on all of us. Mary is waiting on all of us to study so that we can know her, so that we can know Jesus. That's what today's gospel is all about. That's what today's homily is all about. To study so that we can know Mary, so that we can know who Jesus is. No one can teach us about Jesus better than Mary. Nobody knows me and you better than our own mother, right? Who knows you better than your own mom? Nobody. Who knows Jesus better than Mary? Nobody. And so my challenge for us today is to start knowing and to start studying and to start memorizing Scripture. You don't have to know every single line and every single verse and every single part, but to simply know basic things. 
The first thing that we need to know about today's scripture is that Mary, Mary's yes to the angel is reversing somebody in the Old Testament. She's, she's literally fulfilling and she's reversing and she's taking the place of another person in the Old Testament. Somebody very important. Who, who is it? Anybody have an idea? Eve, very good. Okay, some of you know your Bible. This makes me happy. Very good. Okay. Mary is considered the new Eve. How? Why? Well, Eve is the mother of all of humanity, right? She's the mother of the living, right? And Eve is the one that an, an, a bad angel comes to her, and this bad angel tempts her to disobey God, right? Mary, today in the gospel, a good angel comes to her, and the good angel prompts her to obey God. What does Mary do? Mary, of course, she says yes to God. She obeys God. So Mary, in her yes, is reversing the curse of sin on all of humanity. Mary, without Mary, where would we be? We wouldn't have Jesus. And Mary had full free will to say yes to God or to even say no. So Mary's role in redemption, in salvation, is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. Mary's yes is actually the most the most powerful weapon we have against evil in our own life. Mary staying at the foot of the cross is Mary at the is, is Mary like Eve at the tree. Okay? Mary, just like Eve, she stands at the tree, and instead of cursing God, instead of disobeying God, instead of turning to to, uh, to, to cut herself off from God, Mary remains at the tree of life, the true tree of life, the fulfilled tree of life. And Mary helps us do the same. Instead of Eve, who indulges in sin, and Eve then prompts Adam to fall into sin, Right? She encourages Adam to fall into sin. Mary encourages the new Adam, like, like the Bible says, Jesus is the new Adam. Jesus is Adam. Who is the one that prompts the new Adam to do his father's will? To do his first miracle at the wedding feast of Cana? Who is it? Mary. Mary is all over the Bible. You may think to yourself, where does it say in the Bible this and that about Mary? She's everywhere. She is literally everywhere. This is why I say we need to study. Mary's yesterday in the gospel is her reversing the curse of sin. So today, when we turn to Mary, when we say that Hail Mary, we're asking Mary to reverse 
the inclination that's inside of us to want to turn to sin, to indulge in the bad fruit, to indulge in the wrong things that we know only leave us empty. And without Mary, it's, 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 it's so much easier. Let me put it this way. It's so much easier with, with Mary. We can do without Mary. We can. Protestants are doing every day without Mary. But how much better is it to do it with Mary, being a mother? Like, how can we say that God is our father, but God never gave us a mother in the spiritual realm? I'm talking about spiritually, we have a father. We know God the father. We know Jesus is the son, and he's our brother in faith. But what about the mother? Doesn't it make sense that there would naturally be a mother? So Mary being the new Eve, Mary steps on the snake, on the head of, this, of the serpent. Just like Eve, when she says yes to, to the devil, God comes in the picture. And God speaks to the devil, and he says... I will put enmity, I will make you an enemy with the woman and her offspring, and they will crush your head. The woman and her offspring. So this is right here absolutely essential for Mary being sinless. You want to know where does it say in the Bible that Mary is sinless? Right here, Genesis 3.16, it says that God says... He will make the enemy of the devil will be not just Jesus. It will be the woman and her offspring. And they, not the son will crush your head. They will crush the head of the serpent. That means that Mary with Jesus is at odds with the devil. Mary with Jesus is our sinless is sinless. And so, knowing all of this about Mary, all of this, Mary walks into the house of Elizabeth. She just, she just crushed the head of the, of, of the serpent by her yes. And then she gets up, and within a couple days, she gets up and she goes on mission already. She already begins her mission. She knows, now that she's, she is accepted this mission, this mission, she knows that this is more than just about her being a mother to Jesus. She knows that this is about all of humanity. She knows that this is about every single one of us. She already feels it inside of her. She knows that her son is going to be the savior of the whole entire world, which makes her the mother of the whole entire world. And she's ready to go off on mission. And she does. She runs. It says she goes in haste. To the house of Elizabeth. She runs to Elizabeth, her cousin, and when she gets there, look at how powerful she is. Just listen to the wording. She walks in the house, and the Bible says, the greeting of Mary, the voice of Mary, the voice of Mary alone, did what? It caused Elizabeth to get lit on the Holy Spirit. She literally got lit 
You know what? She got lit. Like, she got drunk on the Holy Spirit, guys. This is amazing. Mary got drunk. I mean, Elizabeth got drunk off the Holy Spirit because Mary simply said, hello. Wow. Look at how powerful she is. All she did was walk in the house, and she said hello to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth like about passed out in the Holy Spirit. The baby in her womb started dancing. And then people say, oh, Mary's dead. Oh, Mary's dead. She has no power. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that as soon as Mary says one word, the baby leaps. Elizabeth is lit on the Holy Spirit. How powerful is our mother that when she, that she runs to us when we just say a Hail Mary, just one simple Hail Mary, just looking at her image, just talking to her, just simply saying one word, Mary, I love you. Thank you, Mary. Mary, I want to know you more. Mary, take me to Jesus. Mary, help me. Just a simple, simple word. Mary runs to us because she knows that her mission is not done. Actually, her, do you know when her mission actually really begins? I mean, it began there, but it really begins when Jesus on the cross says to John, Behold your mother, and mother, behold your son. From that moment on, it says, he took her into his home. We have to take Mary into our home. Mary runs to us. And, and what, I, what I love about us as a community is, I think a lot of people pray the rosary. And that makes me so happy. It's a beautiful thing. I pray, try to pray the rosary every single day. It's a powerful weapon. But what I'm afraid of is that we, we pray the rosary, but we don't have a relationship with Mary. Like outside of the rosary, we don't really talk about Mary. We don't think about Mary. We don't go to Mary. We don't think about Mary, unless it's just in the rosary. And half the time, we're just trying to get through all the Hail Marys so that I can say I did the rosary. But they're really, we're not really engaging our heart like a little child who would go to his mother. We're not, we're not entrusting our worries and our cares and our frustrations. We're not going to her looking for motherly affection and love. We're just going to her to kind of go through the motions. We're kind of performing. Okay, Mary, I did all the 50 Hail Marys. I got through the rosary. Now make sure everything goes right in my life. And we don't really have an intimacy with Mary. We don't have a relationship with Mary. Many people say to me, Father, I don't really know. I don't get it. I just, I don't connect with Mary. I just don't get it. I don't feel that closeness with Mary. And that's okay. We don't have to necessarily feel that closeness with Mary. But we do have to accept Mary into our home. We do have to have a basic Simple relationship with Mary. Some people, when they think about Mary, they just get filled with so much joy. And some people, they just, okay, I get it. She's the mother of God. She's important. I get it. Cool. Hail Mary, full of grace. Good. Done. At the end of the day, all Mary wants is to be a mother. All Mary wants is for us to just turn to her and say, Mary, help me. Mary, I, if you're a mother, you have, 
how can you not have a relationship with Mary? I mean, how can you not want to turn to Mary as a mother? We, as her children, all of us, whether we're, we're sons, daughters, whether we're fathers, mothers, it doesn't matter. We're all children of Mary. All of us. And you know, when Mary was standing at the cross, and as she was saying yes to God throughout her whole entire life, even when she was watching her son die, Mary knew that it was for all of us. Mary felt in her heart like she willingly gave up her son for all of us. That's how much she loves each and every one of us. What kind of a heart? Like imagine if you were God and you created your mom, how would you create your mother's heart? Like everybody here is going to tell me, Father, my mom is the best woman ever. Right? My mom is the greatest woman ever. My, nobody has a heart like my mom. Okay. She's a sinner. Imagine if you were God and you created your mom. What kind of a heart would she have? This is the heart of Mary. The heart of Mary has a sword, a dagger in it. That dagger is the dagger of her wanting to bring us to her son. The pain that she feels watching us turn away, just like Adam and Eve did, turning away from God and turning to the false fruits of the world, the, 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 the fruit that doesn't fill, the bad fruit of sin. Mary's heart is in pain watching us do that, and her mission is to run to us to bring us back to Jesus. So my challenge for you is this. this. This whole entire Advent, whether you have a relationship, whether you don't have a relationship with Mary, the challenge is this. Every single day of Advent, I'm not going to tell you to pray the rosary. Okay? If you want to pray the rosary, absolutely. Please, by all means, pray five rosaries. But do this first. All I want you to do every day of Advent is to simply turn to Mary if you want to use an image, I love statues, pictures. These things help me personally, okay? They're instruments. We don't worship them. We know that. I turn to my image of Mary, and if you don't got a good image of Mary, if, like, your image of Mary is, no offense, but from, like, Dream Dollar, okay? And one eye is going this way, and one eye is going this way, and she literally is, like, made in China stuff, you know? You, you, need, you need to buy something that, that honestly honors her. Like, that's so insulting to Mary, it bothers me that I see these types of images. We should be very, very careful about our images in our homes. They shouldn't be ugly pictures of Mary and Jesus. They should be beautiful, okay? Just turn and talk to her. That's it. Today, Mary, I don't want to go to work today because I know there's mashakin and there's problems at work. Mary, I just need you to walk with me to, 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 into, into work today. Mary, I don't know how to deal with my daughter, my son. I don't know how to deal with this relationship. Mary, help me. So if you're praying the rosary, but you're not talking to Mary, talk to Mary first, and then think about praying the rosary. It's just that simple. And, and right there, my brothers and sisters, you've begun to have a relationship with Mary. Just right there, you've begun to start that connection with Mary. But Father, isn't that worshiping somebody else? That's the question that we get. Isn't that worshiping somebody else? 
Absolutely not. To honor Mary as queen, to honor, to honor Mary, just like God honors Mary. I mean, literally, the Bible says today, through the Holy Spirit, all generations will call her blessed. And this is the Holy Spirit talking. This is God talking. Father, isn't Mary dead? Shouldn't we only pray only to Jesus? Actually, the book of Revelation says that, that, that the, the, the martyrs are in heaven and they're praying to God and they're interceding. So the people who have gone before us, like Mary and the saints and our loved ones, they're not dead, they're alive. And their whole entire job is to pray for us. Mary is praying for us. Mary is running to us. Are we turning to her? Are we welcoming her into our home? Are we saying, Mary, you're welcome into my heart? Mary, I welcome you. Be my mother. So today, begin with today and the whole rest of Advent. Mary, I welcome you into my home. Be my mother. Can you say that with me? Mary, I welcome you into my home. Be my mother. Mary, I welcome you into my home. Be my mother. Mary, I welcome you into my home.